Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to Star Guys, a podcast about Stargirl on the CW. I'm a Star Guy. I'm Alex. I am a Star Guy. I am Justin. I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 12, Summer School, Chapter 12, another laugh-a-minute episode of Stargirls that gets off of their way. These kids are into some antics. Are they going to graduate at this point? Are they going to Uh. win the academic uh, triathlon? Are they going to beat Delta School after all the pranks and the shenanigans (laughs) they've gotten into? That's what I want to know. I just wish that principal would loosen up and mm, stop mm. trying to curse them with their greatest fears while they explore the dark side of their souls. I, I tell you, I got real excited in the beginning because I thought it was just going to be a dog and staff episode, and I was all in on that. Yeah. <laughs> Another classic TV trope, the old dog and staff. Every series has a dog and staff episode. My they least should. favorite one was on Friends. So oh, yeah. just very briefly to recap this episode in case you forgot what it's about, though you should go watch it because we're definitely going to spoil the heck out of it. After escaping from the Shadowlands, Courtney and her family try to build up a bunch of allies to help them in their fight against Eclipso. That includes some enemies like Sidney Berman, but a lot of the episode is spent building up the teams, finding out what's going on until ultimately at the end of the episode, Eclipso reveals, oops, this was part of his plan the whole time. Get everybody in the same place to fight him. Uh, turn Courtney, Courtney to the dark side and then eat everybody's souls. The end. <laughs> classic. I mean, yeah, as, as far as an Eclipso plan, I don't know. I don't quite buy that. He was like, OK, I'm going to goop her. She's going to be friends with her enemy in the goop. In the Shadowlands, she's going to come out, bring another ally who I beat and kept in my goop Shadowlands for uh, quite some time, escape through a, a, a movie screen, and then I'm going to beat him for sure. Yeah, it's uh, I liked parts of this episode, and I feel like maybe I'm remembering wrong. I feel like they had the same sort of structure the last season where second to last episode was this pause of everybody getting ready before the final battle. But I don't. I don't think this quite worked here. To be honest with you, it felt. What are you talking so about? I, it starts off with "I'm too sexy." How can you go downhill after that? They really used well. every second of that song. Yeah, <laughs> they really did. This is what I'm saying: is that again, there are a lot of moments that I liked in the episode, but even at uh, it was 38 minutes long, which is about four minutes shorter than most network television shows, it still felt very padded at points. Oh, come on, man! They could have uh, dispatched pretty much everything that happened here in the first half of the episode and then gotten into the final battle and it would have been fine. I could listen to uh, Midnighter and Beth go back and forth about what glasses to use for a good 20 minutes, no problem. (laughs) I will say there was a lot of talk about eyewear 
Yeah. It's just a lot of real ocular focus here. A lot of talk about the connectivity. We got to see the goggles link up with each other. I was like, what is this? A sunglass hut commercial? (laughs) Get out of here. I did, to Pete's point, one of the things that I really liked about the episode is I did really like the connection between Beth and Dr. McNutter. Beth finally happy. So Mm -hmm. it's so good to see her having a, a nice time and she was so excited and was so adorable the call me chuck moment i mean come on the doctors midnight have arrived and i was a lot wondering of... about that i wrote it down a couple of different ways in my notes whether it was doctors midnight or dr midnights or what was going on there dr mids night that right yeah i think it's um doctors midnight oh, what, what are you doing uh no i think it's doctors midnight like captain's courageous Mm, okay i'll buy that their relationship was really good and i also continue to like how much they hammer home no chuck is not coming back and taking over his identity again he is very clear that beth is dr midnight that's who she is he has the very specific line where he says no no call me chuck that's mine, which she loves and they're being very specific about that and i think that has show repercussions for Beth, but it also has real-world repercussions because Angelica Washington, the actress who plays Beth, has taken a lot of hate, as a lot of actresses do take, when not only do they gender-swap a role, but they also change the race of a role. In this case, Dr. Midnighter is traditionally male and white. She is black and female. And the fact that they are being like, no, shut up, you trolls. Let her own it. She does own it see the original characters like you own it as well yeah. is drawing a very specific line under that and it's appreciated and it's also important it's great too but also you got to see why we needed this newer better updated dr midnighter because he was like instead of calling it residue he was like this is afterbirth. it was like oh i'm glad beth's here because she wouldn't say that so She's it's like- nice <laughs> i mean to both of those points like just seeing these two characters, it's like Beth is such a unique character in TV. She's like so bright and positive, despite the fact that she has her parents who are just like straight up mean to her. Yeah. And then you, you meet Dr. Midnight and no, uh, I don't want to knock him, but he's just like truly a boring older white dude who's like Robot puts on a dude. suit. And I was like, I just want to wear a suit and cover up my eyes. It's like, okay, <laughs> uh, let's make sure that let, let's see the fun. Let's follow the fun character, the more interesting character. But there's a lot of mutual respect between these two doctors. Yeah. Yes. I really like that relationship a lot. I also did like a lot of the exchanges. Always love Cindy. I think Cindy was great in this episode. Yeah. Um, Her interacting with Courtney, her interacting with Yolanda, everything going on with her. Always very interesting to watch as well. Um, What do you think at this point, given the interactions in the episode, though, is Cindy actually helping people or is she playing a long game? Well, she's doing both. She is kind of right now playing the good person to kind of get everybody's guard down. As you saw, Pat was a chatty Kathy giving status updates for everybody on the team. I'm like, Pat, lock it down, guy. Uh, Loose lips Larry over here in front of the, uh, you know, the temporarily good person so it was uh that part was driving me a little crazy but i'm surprised to hear you say this alex you got everything you love in this episode okay you got the radio you know clicking uh, on but giving us super information yeah mm-hmm. i mean come on uh you know uh, i'm sorry pete are you talking about dj freezy b on the radio <laughs> there it is that's right 
Love that. Uh, come on. Wow, we're having a lot of giant burgers falling in town lately. Did you see the Just size of that big back? Just another hey. day at the office. We've got traffic because there's a big old hot dog in the middle of the lane. Don't worry, though. Everything's cool, totally cool. Go back to normal life. Watch out for big meats. <laughs> Tune into the radio station for more exposition you need to know every hour on the TED. <laughs> yeah, this is WXPO exposition all day long. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, seems like you had a little bit of a tiff with your mom in the Shadowlands. Better go deal with that, Courtney. And now here's a little ditty from the police. Oh, boy. <laughs> here's a song called Beth Needs to Fix Her Relationship with Her Parents. It goes a little something <laughs> like this. <laughs> I do love that radio station. That's true. And yeah. I did. I liked the dog staff thing at the beginning. Again, it went on. on for a very long time. It very was fun. Long. And like to your point, yes, I do think this episode was a little bit padded. Um, but those, nope. especially the dog and uh, staff stuff, I thought was fun and was like most shows don't right. have the time to do this. Yeah, but all right, let's let's talk about something important. I could have watched Mikey stare at that giant Big Mac for a good 35, 40 minutes. That could have been a whole episode. Just the fact that, like, he was doing something, but then that juicy Big Mac just sitting there, and he's like, whoa. you know." Here's the craziest have- part to me, and I realize it was a CGI thing that they stuck it later or batted in or whatever they did. Nobody tasted that burger. Like, that is 100% the first thing you do. You see a giant burger, you go out, you take a piece of the burger, and you try the burger, you know? You you reach up and try a giant burger immediately? I would at wonder who ordered I would it. wait to see if somebody ate it, and then if it, they were okay, then I would so like... So you'd wait to see if I ate jump. it, and then you'd yeah. eat it. Yeah, I, would have full, I wouldn't use my hands. I would just kind of open <laughs> okay. mouth run at it. You'd be, you'd be like, okay, so you'd see me take a piece of the burger. I'd take a little <laughs> bit of the burger and be like, mm, it's good, and you'd be like, I'm all in! And jump <laughs> yeah. directly into it. Okay. Yeah. That's I like you'd run at it open mouth. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just eat my way out. Way. Eat your way out. Eat your way in, eat your way out. Mm-hmm. Where's Pete? Oh, he's about halfway through with the giant burger. He's in a little burger jail. Human burger <laughs> over here. That's the thing. If you eat first before you find out where the food's from, you might find out it's like human meat or the buns are oh, made from. Uh, it tastes like, I mean, that clearly so. was a Big Mac. I mean, there's no question about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. I didn't uh, see the the McDonald's branding anywhere on that. Well, talking about that, how did you feel, Pete, about Mikey being in the responsibility role this episode? Right? How about Mikey growing as a character, Mm -hmm. doing dishes, taking a little little sister slack? I thought it was nice to see him kind of like, you know, be like, hey, Jakeem, you know, we can be friends. I'll help you out. Like, it was... uh, the moment where Jakeem was like, you think my hands are nicer? Like, I, I put in nicer hands? That's me? I thought that was adorable. And then Mikey being like, oh, all right. You know, so people really like the way you do the paper art. I thought that was great. I thought it was nice to see Mikey kind of realize, like, you know, although when he said, I don't, you know, when he was like, do you know what the Justice Society of America was? And he had no idea. Like, you could tell the rage behind his eyes was there. Do you feel like Mikey's pissed that Jakeem has carved out the role of guy who's always thinking about food on the show? Well, to be fair, the dog started the episode eating all the snacks, so I think, if anything, the dog has taken Mikey's role. Oh, come on, man. Do you feel like the dog is too sexy? (laughs) Yes. Or is it the staff? He wasn't wearing a shirt, so the shirt came off, so he was, in fact, too sexy for a shirt. 
Oh, yeah. interesting. So the the song, in a sense, was a flashback to a time when that dog had a shirt on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was actually the guy who wrote it. Who I'm blanking on the name of. That oh, it's right. Said Fred. Right. It's right. Said Fred. I believe. Yeah. <laughs> he said I was inspired by a dog wearing a shirt, and then that dog took off the shirt, and I was like, "Wow, that dog is too sexy for the shirt." I'm quoting Right. Said Fred here. Right. Of course. Verbatim. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. You quote right said Fred like politicians quote Winston Churchill. And it's mm-hmm. beautiful. You make a lot of strong points. Wow. When I die, Alex, on my gravestone, did you put uh I'm too sexy for this life? Wow. I will not. Already made. Yeah, you already for- formally stipulated in your will that Pete and I will be designing your gravestone. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Make it in the shape of a giant burger, please, so that Pete jumps straight into it and also <laughs> dies. You guys can be buried together like we agreed when we started this podcast. <laughs> made that pinky promise. What were we talking about, Jakeem? How do you yeah. feel about Jakeem? Because this is his first big episode. We got hints of him, mentions of him in the first season. We got to see him a little bit earlier in this season. But this is the first time we're actually getting to see him as a character. So how do you feel knowing the character for the comics, having him teased for so long? Were you pleased? Were you disappointed? How are you feeling? Well, in in this, I like Jakeem uh, in the comics. I like uh, the actor playing Jakeem. He seems just gen, genuinely just very nice, innocent kid. Uh, and two things, I don't know how that factors into the larger uh, story that we're telling this season, which seems to about be about embracing darkness. Um, and we should talk about that here in a second with um, our, our boy Pat. But I don't see oh, Jakeem yeah. embracing darkness here. And then setting aside the comics and the fact that Jakeem um, does take on the Thunderbolt in continuity, it just would make more sense for Mikey to have the Thunderbolt, I would think. Mikey's whole thing this season has been like, how can I get involved? And then he had it, gave it up, and now doesn't have it and is just sort of around. So it is a little strange to me in general. I could see a situation, and I don't think we'll get this in the next episode, but a situation where Jakeem is now on the JSA and Mikey is still on the outside, and that's frustrating for him. I still don't think we're going to go full-on dark Mikey or anything like that, but it's possible it could drive him in another direction towards whatever his destiny is. Yeah, but in this episode, we're getting a Mikey growing and Jakeem kind of entering the fold. I think hopefully this is going to, they're going to be a kind of duo uh, and be able to work together moving forward. I hate to see them uh, pitted against each other. We just got Jakeem. It, it's been a long yeah. way. And I will mention, just to clarify them. what I'm talking about, Mikey's destiny, that's uh, accidentally creating mix-ups at the fruit roll-up factory where he's going to work. Oh, man. My mouth just started to scientist. water. Yeah. Oh, uh, what a or gig. Liking, liking kicks. Is that the cereal? Mikey, he likes it? <laughs> yep. That's truly where he will... Get a job. Uh, full-time I think job that was life that. cereal. Mikey likes it. Oh, you're right. You're right. It's life. Or maybe it was Life the board game. Oh, and boy. Mikey ate that. They're like, whoa, Mikey likes it. It's a board game. Yeah. He's eating it. Mikey, That's he bad. lifes it. Hmm. <laughs> what were you going to say uh, there, Justin? Time Life magazine. Um, I think I was just saying that same stuff. But <laughs> oh, You were going to circle back around to Pat. Yeah. So we talked a lot about how this season is about, like, there's a gray area between good and evil, and that's the area where everyone honestly lives. And then we get, um, in this episode... Uh, Dr. Um, Midnight, the older Dr. Midnight, is saying, Charles McKnighter, he's saying um, Courtney is the sort of the torch of hope that we need to rally around. 
And then um, we see on the other side of that, Pat go, goes and tries to reason with um, Rick's uncle to drop the charges so that he can get out of jail. He gets a note that says, go to hell. And Pat, not thinking too much about it, locks the door. Well, the I think he was thinking straight up tortures him, we, we think. Well, I don't think so. All right, first off, back up the truck a little bit. What's interesting is Dr. McNiter is saying, hey, you know, Courtney's got to be this bright, light of hope you know just like doing all the right things she is going to be the one that saves the day cindy is kind of saying like hey you gotta fight dirty you gotta be able to get evil uh which is a a mixed message and pat is saying like you're gonna mess with me like i'll shut this door and i'll talk in a monotone voice for hours on end until I get what I want. <laughs> Pat didn't get in his face. He didn't go at him. He sat down and got comfortable. Like he, Pat so talked funny. that dude, that guy can't go anywhere. And Pat can, Scott all day. So I Pat just out talked the guy and was just kind of working a little bit, you know. I, so you I was, think maybe Pat did an impression of um, famous actor Luke Wilson the entire time <laughs> until Rick's uncle was like, all right, they'll drop the charges. I can't take it. No more. Wow. Enough of that. Please. <laughs> wow. Kill me. Yeah, I, this was an interesting turn for Pat. First of all, going in and being like, hey, I know you're in traction, but. I, do, I don't appreciate what that voice here is. That's not how no, Pat this talks. This is his voice. I'm just. No. Uh, no. It's him talking, actually. I'm no, it's playing, not. I'm playing stuff I recorded from the show. Yeah. It's not. He's lip syncing to actual Pat Dugan dialogue. No yeah. way, man. I love cars. That's not wow. how it talks. That's not. The movie Cars, my brother's in cars. Nope. <laughs> Wait till they get a load of me. Uh, also, now, Pat Now is... I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what I was saying, though, is him going in and, first of all, approaching a kid I had traction. I, I don't care. I'm sorry. Rick's uncle at that point. Like, he's a bad guy, absolutely, but uh, Pat being like, you know, maybe you can kind of let him go. You've been mm-hmm. in the hospital for a couple of weeks, can't move your body. That's cool, right? There's no way that could work. And that Pat immediately is like, well, now I'm going to torch you. Is crazy. Like, I know yeah. they're low on the, the time, slow, but it's like, such a The turn. blinds thing was hysterical, man. It was good, and I'll tell you what, not a lot of superhero shows would do this and have this be the message. I mean, Pat, as a hero, hasn't done much this season. His uh, stripe armor is not there. It's Mm -hmm. broken still. Still working on it. He's mostly been just sort of running around, being a couple seconds too late to do something. And then his big move is (laughs) torturing a dude who's in traction. So I'm curious what this means for the hero in general. And we talk about this a lot with this show. This show embraces darkness in a way that uh, a lot of shows don't. And I'm surprised they do it here. And here we are again with Pat doing that, doing a bad guy thing at the same time that Cindy is sort of doing good guy things. Yeah. And also then we got a creepy kid who's uh, just, I was really hoping we could work past that but it just seems to keep popping up all season but i'm hoping you know we could get rid of this creepy kid theme because it's too much well i think next episode we might see little brucey a little bit more but 
he's a Clipso as we get to see through Beth's goggles in this episode. That's what he really looks like. And they're not going to spend a final fight with a bunch of heroes and villains beating up a little kid. That's that would be it. awesome. That's like funny. cutting back and forth between like yeah, <laughs> what Betsy's and the goggles and the reality and just like, oh, man, that would be fun. That would be fun. Uh, again, though, I really liked what they did with Cindy here. I thought yeah. the conversation with Yolanda, the way that I read that. So she goes into Yolanda's bedroom and is basically like, stay away. We don't need you. Get out of here. You suck. I think that's Cindy realizing they do need Yolanda. And the yeah. only thing that's going to make her come back is Cindy threatening her like a villain. Yeah. And that- I think it, it does work. Mm hmm. It's that classic, you know, like, uh, tell me I can't do something or whatever, you know, make somebody want to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was great. I really like that a lot. And again, all the stuff with Cindy, I think ultimately, as we see by the end of the episode, she is wrong that Courtney needs to find her darkness, right? Like Courtney needs to find her light, if anything, or the, yeah. her big light. Well, I don't know. In the, the last episode, it was like Courtney needs to find to to embrace her hatred to get out of the Shadowlands was sort of the takeaway, right? Well, I think we know now that Eclipso did let her out of the Shadowlands because he needs her to become bad Courtney so that he can turn her and take over the world. Yeah. She's the key to this whole plan. So that's why he let her go at that point. Yes. Um, but... Uh... I mean, I don't know what the, I think that's, that is what the sort of external plan is, but I don't know what the internal to Courtney logic is here because it is, we get the scene in this episode where she talks to Barbara and she's like, Hey, I know you maybe didn't want me. And she's like, that's not what happened. But Courtney needs to sort of reckon with that darkness in Mm -hmm. her or expose it or, or something. There's something about taking ownership of the different parts of you as a person in this season. I'm glad that you uh, were finally talking about Barb here. You know, uh, super cool conversation between Barb and Court, kind of just like talking things out a little bit and getting, you know, the mom's perspective on, you know, what Courtney is worried about or has kind of things that came out in the Shadowverse or Shadow Zone or whatever. Um, and Shadow Lads, but yeah, Shadow Lands, you know. Um, but I just think it's uh, also, you know, Barb uh, telling Green Lantern, you're like, maybe you should rest and have some nightmares. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's great to see uh, Barb helping really out. Encourage people like that. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, Barb was great in this episode. I liked her bringing various food items and drinks to various people and having heart to hearts with them. Um, I and then was... the creepy hearing her name and then Is court it walking Shade in. whispering to her again. Yeah. Yes. Well, we saw his shadow pass by with his hat and everything. So like we suspected, he's not gone. He is out there somewhere. I just mean, we've seen a lot of shade whispering to Barb here. What's the, what's the end game? She looks like like his sister. That's pretty much it. So he's very tied to her. That's nice. That is nice. I did like also Barb laying down the law with Cindy and just saying no more trouble to her and Cindy's agreeing. And again, I think Cindy agreed, like legitimately agreed with her because I think all Cindy wants, she wants an actual mom. You know, she wants an actual family and having a mom treat her like a normal kid. I think she liked that was my take. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, like Cindy, like we just sort of talked about it with Yolanda, like she she hates Eclipso more than anything. 
So she's yeah. willing to sort of manipulate and uh, you know join the JSA to make that happen. She's manipulating people in a positive way to defeat a greater evil. Um, so, and she's, she is an interesting character. I, she's one of my favorites on the show because she is, has such an edge. Uh, her performance is really good. Uh, so I'm happy to see her around. Uh, also, what do you think that phone call was about? Everybody get to Blue Valley. She's calling uh, Sportsmaster and Tigress, I bet. But aren't they back in prison? Yeah. Maybe she's Maybe calling, she... I don't know, Games Master? What was his name? The Gambler. The, the Gambler? gambler. Uh, yeah, I don't like Gambler. But she made it seem like it was a bunch of people. She was like, everyone come here. She so called Solomon it's... Grundy on his swamp phone. Hello. I just, I'm excited. Maybe she has minions or something. It would be cool. Sorry, my internet bad. Uh, Spanish moss not working. Uh, help. Sorry, Solomon Grundy not have minutes on a Monday. Oh, boy. <laughs> Good. Thanks. Good stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who she could be calling because there's just not a, like it probably is Tigress and Sportsmaster, but at the same time, they're supposed to be in prison. So I don't know how she called them. Maybe it's Artemis Croc. Artemis is still alive. Right. Isaac Bowen is dead. That's it, right? <laughs> on her team. Yeah. Like Cameron's probably going to get involved at some point now that he seemingly has Icicle Junior powers. So maybe we'll see him. But there's nobody maybe else she's... in the ISA around. Maybe she's calling the two old uh, creepy people. Oh, yeah, maybe. What if she's calling Starman? She could be Ooh. calling Starman. We haven't we seen saw him in touch. at the beginning of the season and then in a couple of flashbacks, but Starman's coming. Yeah. I think we're going to see Starman next episode. He's very slowly walking his way over to Blue Valley because he doesn't know how cars work without Pat. Yeah, that's right. She could be calling the owl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pete, oh. how do you feel about um? You are I don't think we're with us the last oh, episode. Yeah. How do you feel about the owl not appearing at all this season? It's now, heartbreaking. Absolutely. Now heartbreaking. we got Charles McNutter back. Will the owl go to him, or will the owl go to Beth, or will Beth need to find a little owl? Oh, that would be owl, uh, yeah, like a little snow owl. Maybe, maybe Beth is his new owl. Oh, oh she's smart yeah. like an owl. That's it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> she is smart. Like, I hope she can perch on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I hope that. she knows how many licks it takes to get to the center of a tootsie oh, roll, boy. tootsie pop. Oh boy, it's three, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the world I, may never know. I did like the um, sort of everybody getting ready montage at the at the end of the episode. Um, Rick looking at the hourglass, being like. How am I going to build this thing in the next 20 minutes? Yeah, Rick just kind of doing some reading. It was nice to see, you know? Yeah. yeah. Pat just, like, looking around, being like, what am I here for? Mm. And uh, Yolanda getting her costume ready. Well, Zeke was fixing Stripe, so yeah. he was supervising that. That was very important. I think we're going to see the flamethrower in play, probably, towards the end of the season. Oh, we're going to have a big Stripe episode, but I'll tell you what. I think it's going to be Mikey piloting that. Oh, Ooh. I like it. I think Snack it's going to be the Big robot. Mac. Oh, powered by the Big Mac. Mikey, or Mikey's I like going to drive the Big Mac. What are you saying? Yeah, he's going to be some sort of meat bot. <laughs> you just got to dive right in there, full yeah. body, mouth open, and that turns you into a meat bot. Yeah. I hope you like your uh, your evil medium rare. Eclipse <laughs> Oh, boy. Before we wrap up here, who was the star of this week's episode? Justin, who was the star of the episode? 
Um, great app. I got to give it up for Cindy Berman. She's the spicy character, the character where we don't quite know where she's going to land. And she is um, bringing that energy um, and shaking up an episode that would that was a little bit light on content, like we said, and uh, really emphasizing that gray area in the good versus evil uh, matrix that I think has been the point of this entire season. What about you, Pete? Star of the episode. Uh, I got, I was so happy to see Beth uh, happy, so that really made it. I mean, obviously Barb, but uh, yeah, Beth for me really killed it. Also, I love Pat's uh, you know monologue that he got there. I was really feeling it. Yeah. Wow. No love stars. for the sexy dog, says Pete. Oh. Pete says I hate the sexy dog. That's not what I said. I said I could have watched. I could watch a whole spinoff, uh, sexy dog and staff. I mean, come on. So Pete says, I love sexy dogs. Sexy dogs are my thing because I'm a human sexual dog. <laughs> I got weird, man. I don't know what you're trying to what you're trying Man, to you do. guys Nothing. took all of mine specifically because Pete chose three. So yep. uh, I'm going to go for Courtney in this episode. I do think we're finally recentering the show back on her. That's been a very specific structural choice that they made throughout the season to give everybody else time, sort of push her to the side, to the background, to let everything sort of bubble with what's going on with her and take away all of her allies. But we're finally seeing her come back to the forefront, understanding why the show is called Stargirl as we're entering the final episode. And even if I wasn't crazy about this one, I'm still very excited to see the finale and how it all goes down. Yeah. It was super cool seeing the Eclipsode Courtney at the end of this episode. Absolutely. Definitely got me hyped for the final episode, and uh, I think this show does a good job of building everything uh, up to that final moment, so I'm excited to see how it goes down. No more creepy kids. No more creepy kids, except probably creepy kids. If you'd like to support our podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast and YouTube. Come hang out. We'd love to chat with you about Stargirl, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice. Subscribe, listen, and follow the show at StarGuysPod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, Star Guys out. Stexy dog in. <laughs> <laughs>